Jumbo, everyone, and welcome to the Happiest Podcast on Earth. My name is Jarrett Fenema, and I am joined today by Andrew Bailey. What's up, Andrew? What up, dude? Yeah, what buddy. Got so a this group today. <laughs> it's just us. Yeah, a little sentimental. Get to know us a little bit better. This was a big news week. We haven't had news like this, you know, pertaining to Disney, like you said. I think in what, fifteen years, twenty years, it's just crazy. Like this might be the biggest news of. Honestly, man, thinking about it, it might be bigger than Iger and then even maybe uh, Eisner taking over. Yeah. Um, so rarely does it happen within the Walt Disney Company. So for those of you that don't know, I'm sure everybody knows about at this point, Bob Iger, the CEO for the Walt Disney Company, um, has officially stepped down from his CEO, CEO role, Bob Chapik uh, is to replace Bob Iger as CEO. He will become the seventh CEO for the Walt Disney Company, um, which, again, it was very sudden. I know when they've been interviewing Iger, um, he kind of talked about his retirement being at the end of 2021, uh, and this just, it just seemed to happen so quick, um, which is mind-blowing to me. But Iger will actually not be leaving the company. He's going to become executive chairman. And again, Bob will step in as CEO for the Walt Disney Company. Iger was expected again to retire end of next year. So that's why everybody's been kind of freaking out. It just seems like it happened so quick. So there's really a lot of question marks with this one as to what happened. You know, is there news that we're going to hear in the near future? That's just like, what the heck? Okay, now I get it. Um, I don't know. So Chapik, uh, for those of you that don't know who Bob Chapik is, he was the chairman of Disney Parks Experiences and Products uh, before he moved to CEO. And he has been with the company for 27 years. Uh, another thing that's kind of mind blowing for me, and I'm kind of excited to hear, uh, but who is going to replace Bob Chapik? I don't know if they've announced that yet. I don't think they have or have they? Um, so Bob Iger is taking over some of his roles. So Bob is going to be leading the, he's going to be chairman of the board. Um, and he is going to be, uh, creative side or something like that, a, right? President of executives or, or something, something along yeah, those he's lines. Executive chairman. Yeah. Which was one of Bob Chapek's titles. Mm -hmm. Um, so they are switching that a little bit. Um, I don't know who is, going to be taking over consumer products and parks yeah um so i don't know if bob Iger will absorb that i don't think he's ready to fully retire i don't think he's doing that so that i guess this is why i think that you know some people are saying well maybe it was planned a little bit maybe they kind of knew in their heads they were going to do this i don't think it's the case whatsoever i feel like this the fact that they haven't announced anybody for bob chapik's old role yet, role yet is like that makes me feel like they had this was just so sudden they it was just like, oh, shoot. Like, all right, we got to do some planning here. Um, but when the news broke out, uh, we'll go through a, a couple other things here. So Disney shares went down 3.8% when the news was announced, uh, which basically shows that some investors were not sold on Chapek. Uh, but we will see. Uh, Chapek is very numbers driven. Um, he's an expert with operations. He's been with the parks for quite some time now. Uh, and again, for the direction to me, like the direction that the company's going, 
with a lot of more media and going, you know, Disney plus is huge. Uh, obviously some of the big investments that Iger made with um, 20th century Fox ESPN plus um, you know, we did all the Marvel, you know, buyouts, like there's just so much that it seemed like that's the direction we're going. And then here comes Chapik who has basically limited to no experience with media. Um, so I'm curious to see the direction of the company once, you know, especially once Iger leaves in 2021 and it's just, it's Chapik's baby now. Um, I'm curious to see what happens. Do you have any thoughts on that? Well, so first and foremost, uh, as far as Bob Iger retiring, um, I think he renewed his contract three different times. I could be wrong, so don't quote me on that. Um, but I know the last big time, so uh, the former COO, um, Tom Staggs, left. Um, and That was my uh, boy. That yeah, was my, like, front runner for every, he's going to hop in after Iger. And that's what everybody thought. Everyone was kind of excited about it. And then mm -hmm. when he left, it was kind of like, well, what now? Um, and I'm pretty sure stocks actually dropped at that point too. And that's mm -hmm. why Iger didn't leave. It was a big, like, I'm not going to leave until I know someone can fully take over. Chapek has played a big role in a lot of things, especially, um, you know, in his consumer products as well as parks and resorts. Um, he's big on IP. So you will mm -hmm. probably notice a big change in that in the parks. Um, a lot of you might not notice as many new creative ideas for Imagineers rather than reimagining uh, current attractions uh, like they did with Frozen, uh, to name one. Uh, so that's that's something I did want to kind of talk about, you know, real quick. We we don't want to be too long with this, but that was something again. I had the same exact thing where I know since he kind of took over parks, it's I mean, again, he's very numbers driven and. He knows, and it's it makes sense that when we have a big movie, and everybody's sold on getting that merchandise and you know the attractions, getting you know people to ride these rides. You know, a good example is Frozen. How much you see Frozen everywhere? Um, you get a lot of the big Disney people that you know we want that old classic. You know, the stuff we've created. Um, a lot of that has been going away. Uh, you see with Maelstrom, Frozen took over Maelstrom. Um, Frozen's in Hollywood Studios. Frozen's, you know, it's got a castle show now in Magic Kingdom. Like, there's just so much going on with that. And I think we're going to see more of that. You're right. Like, a lot of those Disney classic, you know, attractions and things say goodbye, which worries me about my, my Country Bear Jamboree. I'm a little nervous, but uh, we'll see what happens. So, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm just interested in a lot of these things. Uh, it's, it's funny. Uh, when it happened, I, like... I was looking on social media and seeing a lot of these different things where uh, someone actually tweeted uh, Bob Chapek uh, first move as CEO is uh, changes his own changes himself from CEO to uh, a new IP or, or something along the lines of those. <laughs> he's, he's definitely big with that. Um, you'll probably start noticing a couple price increases here and there with uh, whether you're going to Casey's. Um, and seeing like, oh, so a corn dog uh, or the corn middies cost this much. And then you might start seeing the cast members themselves um, promoting like, oh, would you like to upgrade this uh, for 50 cents to add cheese or something like that? Mm. Disney's all, they've been doing price increases forever, but you might start seeing cast members starting to upsell. Um, yep. now, I'm not sure how this is. And obviously we here at the Happiest Podcast on Earth wish nothing for the best for uh, – 
Mr. Chapek and mm -hmm. uh, all those good things. But it is one of those times where there's a lot of uncertainty. And speaking of uncertainty, uh, the conspiracy theories going through the roof on why Jeez. Iger left so early in general. I saw one thing uh, from another blog that um, was saying that is Bob Iger going to run for president now? Oh my gosh. Yeah. Uh, that's crazy. Just, just a total, um, just bewilderness. Uh, I don't think a lot of people were seeing that and I don't think a lot of people were ready for that. So it's going to be one of those things that only time can tell. Um, I, I can't imagine now, this is just a personal thought. I can't imagine that uh, Bob Chapek and the Imagineers will see eye to eye on a lot of things. Uh, being mm -hmm. that Bob Chapek is a numbers guy, he's going to say, hey, this is your budget. Uh, if you do not meet said budget, um, we're not going to give you the funding for certain things. Right. And especially with Hong Kong closing and Shanghai, um, that was a big thing during the Eisner um, uh, times that uh, Joe Rohde, when he was uh, making Animal Kingdom, there's a lot, we've talked about it here on the podcast, mm -hmm. that Dinosaur, uh, Joe Rohde really wanted to make that some kind of crazy experience. Um, and there's a lot of space in the building that they have that they have not utilized because they weren't able to utilize it because of budget cuts. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm wondering if to uh, Bob Chapek will allow the Imagineers to spend some money on that. Mm -hmm. and, and hopefully they do because, you know, Disney has been known Walt's biggest thing is uh you know there's a there's an old quote where Walt talks about how you know hopefully that my young executives will uh see that you know Disney was right and that quality will outdo and I think that's the biggest difference between Disney as well uh, from from any other theme park whether it be Universal or SeaWorld or Six Flags or whatever it's that it's the quality of the attraction and the mm -hmm. theming and everything that these Imagineers do um, versus the quantity of, Hey, let's just get people in. Yeah. So I'm, I'm really hoping on that and we yeah, can talk the, about this forever, but. And to all, yeah. So I'll end it, you know, to all the people that are out there like flipping out that, you know, again, as, as we've been saying, Bob Chapik, you know, people are thinking this place is going to be run down to the ground and the Disney company's screwed because again, it's, he's strictly numbers. He, he doesn't seem to have too much of a creative side to, come up with new content, come up with new attractions. It's all going to be, like you said, the IP stuff from movies that we have out. Um, I, to be realistic, like, I I mean, maybe it's just me, but everybody's all up on Iger. I, I, Iger was kind of the same way, I guess. Like, he'd, like he's an ABC a, guy. A majority of guy. what Iger did, he just, he bought things. Like, he wasn't a creative guy. I mean, he just... He made great decisions on what he purchased with 20th Century Fox. I think we're starting to see the success with that. But, I mean, the whole Marvel thing was huge, obviously. Star Wars. Star Wars. Yeah, Lucasfilms. So, I don't think we're going to see – I mean, he doesn't have that media background. But if he's got a year and a half with, with um, Iger to kind of talk about these things and go over some of those decisions. And, again, I think Iger was a big money guy too, like – it's it is a business they have to look at numbers um but it's finding that that medium where yes we want to create new content but we also need to make money so uh we'll see i just i don't think it's going to be as big of a difference as people are freaking out about uh i think Iger he did do a good job when it comes to making money for the company but uh, i think chapek's going to be 
pretty similar, honestly. I don't see one, much of a difference. So No, I agree. One last thing to touch on with that is uh, Iger was – he came from ABC. Um, he – so Michael Eisner, and I know a lot of people have thoughts on Michael Eisner. Michael Eisner saved the company. Mm-hmm. Um, it was going over when he took over when when he took the reins, um, and his idea was uh, let's get as much content out as possible to make some money. Let's get this company saved and all that. A lot of it was media with the uh, mm-hmm. direct to VHS uh, sequels, um, the golden age of movies. I mean, he he really really put in the golden age of Disney media, and I, I think that's going to be one of those things. Is I think Eisner did put up or he set. Uh, Bob Chapek up for success. Um, Disney is one of, if not the most popular form of uh, entertainment in the entire world with the amount of things they own and so on and so forth. Um, you know, we, we tend to focus a lot here on this podcast, the uh, parks and stuff and uh, what's going on in there, but that's, it's, it's a fraction of, of what Disney actually is. I mean, Consider it just when you think about the fact that in the last year alone, in 2019 alone, Disney made over, they made almost $3 billion on Avengers Endgame. There were six movies that made a mm-hmm. billion plus dollars that were Disney. And that's, that's more than you'll see the parks make in in a week and, yeah. and so on and so forth. And they're, they are all separated. Yeah. And I don't think a lot of people realize that now is uh, Iger. One of the things he did is uh, whether it be, instead of it being like a giant, like um, in influx of money from the Walt Disney corporation or the Walt Disney company um, as a whole, they're broken up. Uh, so you probably aren't going to see as big of a difference, but you might see some minor differences as far as like, a slight change in price or um, a slight difference in how cast members react to you when you are in the parks. It, but I do think it will be minimal. I think you'll start to see more and you've already, you've already started mm-hmm. to see this. Um, whereas, you know, five years ago, you know, something fairly recent where you couldn't buy a Mickey bar except for anywhere in the park. Um, and then now you can go to a Publix and you can purchase a Mickey bar. Now they're not exactly the same as far as size and whatnot, but you know, they Pretty have their deal with yeah. Nestle and, and they do that and so on and so forth. And they actually just announced, and this is a little bit of, uh, uh, I don't even, I don't know if we have this on Disney news, so it might be a little bit of breaking yep. Disney news, but, um, they announced that there is either four or five new, Disney Pixar ice cream flavors. There's a Monsters, it's called uh, Cookies and Scream is one of them. It's a Ooh. Monsters, Inc. flavor. And so and so you, you might start to see more um, Disney in your daily life mm-hmm. rather than it being something where it was like, oh, I love the movies. I just have to get down to the parks and so on and so forth. You might see it as one of those things where there may be a slight decline in attendance due to the fact that there's not that need to um, – go to Disney to get your Disney fix. You're going to start mm-hmm. seeing it more and more in your daily life. And a lot of that does have to do with JPEGs with him being involved in consumer products. So I think a lot of that is him. So it could be a good thing. It could be a bad thing, whether you're one of those ones that like you only want to get your Mickey bars at the parks. Cause you think that's something special. That's something that I think, I think that's one of those things that's cool, but also with the price in increases, it's getting hard to be able to afford to go to the Disney park. So it's yeah. one of those things that it could be good for your average um, person 
being like, I'd love to be able to get a Mickey bar, but I can't afford to take my kids to Disney. And you'll start being like, Hey, let's, let's go to Publix. Let's get you a Mickey bar kind of deal. For sure. So there you go. Uh, we could talk about this probably for a while. So we'll kind of move on here. If you have questions, concerns, comments about it, again, just hit us up, DM us, email us, whatever you want to do. Uh, we'd love to get into it because it is, it's, it's very, very big news for us. So we'll get into some smaller things and we'll head into the parks. Uh, so first thing, Spaceship Earth, Andrew, what do you got for Spaceship Earth? Bud? All righty then. So I do have some good news on Spaceship Earth. It's closing. Uh, it's something that we knew was coming. Uh, we were, we've been prepared for it and all that good stuff. We know it was going to close for just around two years, but the official closing date, which they announced right after the Iger JPEG. Oh my gosh. Like, it was, it was literally, well, it, was only, it was two days ago and it just came out of nowhere and people are like, good Lord, are you going to give us some good news? The amount of people probably flipping out that are going to start blaming JPEG right away for all this. Cause the 50th anniversary sure. coming up too. So there's going to be a lot of changes going on within the parks here. I think that they'll start announcing soon and Oh my gosh, I can't wait. But anyways, no. It, no so, um, my dad is one of those people. Uh, he's, oh, yeah. he's, a, he's a spaceship earth, earth purist. And I remember how upset he was when they changed it the last time from uh, what it used to be. He, he was all upset when Judy Dench came in, but you know, we love it and we'll, we'll yeah, continue to love it, great. but they are going to be closing on May 26th, starting their update. It's going to take around two years uh, because I do think they're going to pretty much fully gut it. Uh, some of the scenes are going to be a fairly, fairly new familiar or excuse me, uh, fairly familiar, um, such as the Egyptian scene, the Egyptian, excuse me, the Egyptian scene. I apologize. <laughs> That's a little bit of a tongue twister there. Um, it, it is going to still have an Egyptian scene, uh, but it's going to be focused on light apparently and how yeah. light has uh, yeah. become a big, uh, a big fluctuation in the way we view things and so on and so forth. So the basis is still going to be the same about human progress and all those wonderful things. Um, but it will be a little different. I, I don't know if it's all going to focus on light or it's going to be mm -hmm. like light has changed from here. And then, you know, we came into sounds. I don't know if it's going to be a five senses thing. They're it completely looks like, changing. I remember it from D23, the, it had like a small video and it did look like from scene to scene, there was like a light that you follow and then it trace it takes you okay. on this journey through each scene. So you are following some sort of like, I don't know. It's kind of, all up in the it's, it's going to be now, cool, but, but I yeah. mean, Epcot, as we know, is changing. Yep. Um, there's not going to be when it's all said and done. For those of you that do follow D23, like we do here at the Happiest Podcast, um, mm -hmm. it's not going to be Future World and World Showcase anymore. Um, it's all going to be a world something. So this area of the park is going to be World Discover. Mm -hmm. um, so that's going to be what you kind of know and love as Future World, but there's also going to be like World Nature and World discovery and world uh something else and then world showcase but um so that will be may 26 but you'll start seeing cool. some of your favorite scenes uh but they're going to contain brand new scenes as well with a new narration uh so i don't know if judy dench is gonna be getting her little know. royalties from that um, <laughs> but there'll be a new storyline so i mean it's cool. one of those things it's gonna be exciting so i I'm, I'm truly excited about that i just hate that it's gonna be closing for almost two years i know i do love spaceship earth it's one of those i have to go on every time i'm in epcot but yeah it, it'll be tough with it being closed but i'm excited to see the change i think it'll be good some of those scenes definitely needed it i feel so uh, cool. So speaking of Epcot, International Flower and Garden Festival is beginning next week, 
March 4th, just in time for when I arrive and we hit up the parks. Um, there's going to obviously be plenty of fun food, beverages, merchandise, entertainment, music, and more. Uh, and again, we will be hitting it up Saturday is our big day in Epcot. So if you plan on being in the parks or you're at the Walt Disney World Resort at that time, feel free to check it out. March 4th again is when the festival begins. There you go. I'm uh, excited. Dude, I'm pumped. I love it. Flower and Garden has become a fan favorite for a lot of people. It kind of has taken over too for some of those people. You know, food and wine was everybody's favorite. Uh, but I think a lot of people have kind of transitioned to where Flower and Garden is now their favorite. Um, it's, it's become the spring food and wine. Um, yeah, yeah. And not, not to like put like a, like it may, like a, like a, oh, like it's second kind of deal, but there's so many festivals at Epcot now. It's become the festival park that sure. it is its own thing. But now you do have something to look forward to if you're a guest coming in the fall or the spring, which are two of the most popular times to come. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, it's, it's really become its own thing. It's got a it's like little own twist. And uh, I know my best friend, Brett, he, he loves the Violet Saki. Oh, Violet really? Saki. Nice. The Violet Saki lemonade. No, the Violet lemonade. Violet Saki lemonade, something like that. But it's, it's pretty much one of the first stands you go to if you head towards the right. Um, in world showcase right next to the uh world show place uh stores and whatnot so it's a fan favorite really really cool and i just i just can't wait i'm interested I'm to pumped. see what's going to happen this year though with a lot of those things closing because they would yeah. use the odyssey building they would use a lot of the uh uh places in future world uh i know the most recently when i've been they uh they did still have some of those areas open that uh where the butterflies usually are during food and wine um and coastal eats and so on and so forth for food and wine um they're they're open um mm. that, that is still an available thing but epcot right now it's a very very odd thing uh it's almost like a giant y you can't oh, walk just through with all the, the walls yeah you can't walk through the middle anymore just to touch on that i know this isn't one of those things that we had listed but uh pin traders closed uh so the entire Innoventions Plaza, if you will, where the fountain is and where they would have the area with the show time or with the uh, wait times and uh, where the pin traders was, it's all closed now. You either Mm. have to go to the right or all the way to the left, um, which will take you either to Test Track and Mission Space, which the only two rides open uh, in former Innoventions East, I think I want to say okay. it's Inventions East and then, or you can take a bypass where you used to was a backstage area. You cannot go anymore has now become uh, a bypass and it takes you right next to the seas with Nemo and friends. Wow. Um, okay. Because Interesting. You can't go in. I didn't know that. We'll find out soon. Cool. So I also have, um, so this is crazy, but tickets are now on sale for Mickey's not so scary Halloween party. Uh, it just blows my mind that it's insane, we're already hearing man. that in February. But uh, the event takes place August 13th to, to November 1st, which August 13th, Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween Party. Uh, tickets start off at $85 and they go up to $149 per person. So they went up to $149? $149 is now a price. Wow. I think probably for those, obviously, the extreme dates of. Halloween and all that, but did they announce if they're going to do what they did last year um, with the whole, uh, it was almost like, so, you know, we, we do focus on Disney here, the happiest podcast, but uh, 
Halloween Horror Nights does the frequent fear pass. Mm-hmm. Uh, so last year was the first year they did it where you could buy a pass. And I want to say it was like 300 to $350, somewhere in there, where you could go to unlimited uh, Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Parties. Oh, they oh, they'll they're gonna they'll probably that. do that. I'm sure they'll do it again. I don't know if they have announced that yet or if they're I, selling that. I hope so because it was yeah, really, really good last cool. year. A lot of people did that because it's one of those things that um, you don't have to worry about sellout crowds. Uh, if exactly. you have that pass, uh, you're able to go because uh, they're really, really limiting the, or at least last year, they limited the number lower than what they normally do for Mickey's Not So Scary. Just still keep the wait times low for a lot of things, make it a, an exclusive event for our, for the guest. Um, uh, but they would have like a phase one uh, capacity and then a phase two. And the phase two was, uh, the phase one was initially no more day of guest. But phase two, they wouldn't even allow. Because a lot of times, if you're military or you have extenuating circumstances type of deal, that you could still buy your pass and whatnot. Um, and they, uh, phase two, it's like capping out. But mm-hmm. you were still able to, if you had that pass, like no blockout dates. So I'm interested to see if they do offer that again, but maybe with blockout dates. Because if, so you said August 13th through November 1st, I think that's less dates than last year. Is it? That's, I want to. That seems so I, early and late, but maybe. I, I thought it started at uh, August eleventh uh, last year, but maybe I was wrong. But in anyway, um, so uh, in other news, uh, Disney's Riviera Resort will feature a chocolate workshop on Sundays beginning beginning in March. Uh, it's going to be hosted by a different uh, expert chef chocolatier from the Ganachery located at Disney Springs. Um, which is a fan favorite for years and years. So uh, good. So good. Oh, it's awesome. Uh, participants will learn how to properly taste chocolate and will learn how to make chocolate truffle pops. Um, one of those cool things. I feel like that'd be a cool date night type of deal. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, and it's going to take place at 11 a.m. Uh, so it's going to be one of those things if you have like a long week vacation and you need a, a rest day, that'd be a good stop. And it's going to start at 11 a.m. again. And uh, they're going to be at $60 plus tax, mm. probably around 65 to $70. I love, I love in the description when it says how to like properly taste chocolate. Like what? It, first you lick the top and then you take a quarter of a bite. From- That's the cool thing though, man, about <laughs> food. There is an expert, there is a, an expert way to do that sort of thing, which is crazy. It's- it's all science, man. It's all chemistry. Think about like there sipping wine and stuff. You gotta. Yeah. Well, you go to like La Cava too and like tequila, how they like mm-hmm. tell you, dude, this is how you need, you need to sip the tequila, but we're Americans. We just chug them. So throw it back. Let's throw get, let's back, get it down right? the old gullet as quick as possible. <laughs> um, so other news. So again, a lot of things opening up this upcoming week. Uh, they announced Mickey Shorts Theater is to open March 4th at Disney's Hollywood Studios. This will contain an original animated short called Vacation Fun. Uh, this is pre- This was previously Star Wars Path of the Jedi, for those of you that are trying to think of what used to be there or where it is. Uh, once the show is done, there will be various photo opportunities from animated shorts. And um, also keep in mind, Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway actually opens this upcoming week as well which so a lot of cool things happening for studios there's been a lot closed down there um that we've been excited for so the mickey shorts thing will probably be pretty cool it looks like the inside is actually designed really 
amazing. Like it looks awesome. It looks cool. It's usually always kind of a dud video inside there that not many people care about. It's just kind of, if I need air conditioning, I'll go in there. But I think with the photo opportunities and stuff, this could be a pretty decent hit. You never know. I, th- I think it'd be kind of an, like a nice cloud disperser for those of you that don't know about mm-hmm. the whole path of the Jedi. Cause it is kind of hidden. Uh, it used to be sounds dangerous with Drew Carey. Um, it's a, it's a fairly small theater, but it's actually, I, that sounds fun. Yeah. And, uh, now you talked about Mickey's runaway where railway that is it March 3rd or March 4th. Um, that is that Tuesday, I think, or Wednesday. If it's that Tuesday, maybe it's March 4th. I feel like it's March 4th. If that, that's the, that's Wednesday. All, yeah. I think it's all opening on March 4th. No, but that's awesome. Cause I actually have my cast preview, which I'm not going to be allowed Ooh. to get any videos or any pictures or anything like that um coming up because the you know disney we, we want to keep it very low-key and all that uh but i'll actually get to experience that this saturday um, that's awesome but i've I've heard nothing but good things i've heard it's, unbelievable things and a lot of people are skeptical with it but every person that i know that's done the cast preview they've come out and said it's unbelievable so they said it's more of an experience than a ride is what i keep hearing so i'm, I'm excited that'll be cool really that'll be cool um, but uh so also, uh, made a kiosk where guests can customize Disney shirts is now open at Disney Springs, uh, at the Marketplace Co-op. So kind of like how you've been able to uh, customize phone cases and stuff uh, mm-hmm. in certain areas of the park. They are, I, I'm assuming, testing um, at Disney Springs at the uh, Co-op. Uh, you can you've been able to customize phone cases at Disney's uh, Star Wars Launch Bay or at the uh, gift shop in uh, its Merchants of Venus uh, mm-hmm. in the uh, Space Mountain gift shop. Uh, but it is called Made. Uh, you're going to be able to design custom-made shirts uh, centered around Disney branding, including Orange Bird, Star Wars, uh, the annual pass holders logo, which a lot of annual pass holders are going to love, yeah. uh, the Disney Springs logo, and more. So obviously there's going to be a couple of surprises I also saw there. the child is included in that. So everybody's going to want to do custom the child shirts. For sure. I can't wait. That's going to that. be big. Obviously, we did speak little sidebar, super quick. Uh, we did notice uh, there were a lot of responses to our former Instagram story uh, about a couple comments made this past week about the child and the Mandalorian becoming a meet and greet. Yeah, uh, none of that has been confirmed, and you're speaking to someone that has been in entertainment or that is in <laughs> entertainment. Uh, none of that has been confirmed, but uh, that's a, a really, really cool thought. Uh, I, I'm assuming uh, to me, it would be most likely like the star Lord and baby group meet and greet. Um, uh, a lot of cool things that could be done in there, but so the child that that'd be awesome. But uh, shirts are not, are they're not going to be made on site, but they will be able to be picked up later. So if you do make one, don't expect you to be able to like uh, where you make a phone case where you're like, all right, come back in 35, 40 minutes and you'll have your phone case ready. Um, so you're not going to be able to do that. But I'm assuming if you're staying there for a week or so, which I feel like is the average average family vacation at Disney, mm-hmm. um, you should be able to get about, if you do it at the beginning of your vacation, get it at the end. Um, but uh, prices are going to range from twenty four ninety nine to thirty nine ninety nine, which is a fairly affordable price. It's not bad like. for a custom Disney, shirt. Not custom, not Disney. That's, that's pretty, that's pretty solid considering like if you get a spirit Jersey uh, you're, you're running around 50 to 60 bucks. So right. That that'll be pretty cool. I'm I'm interested to see that. Um, I might actually try to grab me one of those fairly soon. No, there you go. 
Um, cool. So yeah, I'll head over to this kind of pertains to Disneyland and then I'll, I'll hit one more last Disneyland story. Uh, but Disney Channel Fan Fest uh, is returning to Disneyland for the third year, starting May 9th, and then it heads to Epcot. So they're actually going to take it down to Disney World as well, starting May 16th. Those attending get the chance to meet their favorite Disney Channel stars and take part in entertainment, photo opportunities, and more. This is this got me. This is where I know I'm getting old is because I don't know any single one of these shows. But stars from Zombies 2... Gabby Duran and the Uncitables, Raven's Home, Just Roll With It, Sydney to the Max, Coop and Cammy, Ask the World, Bunked, Disney Fam Jam, and Upside Down Magic. I don't know one single I show don't out either. of all of that, dude. Keep in mind, there's a fairly, and not to make Jared feel old, but there's a fair <laughs> difference in age in there. Um, oh, that's crazy. I don't, I'm, I've heard of the whole zombie thing um i thought it was like zombie high or something but all yeah. the now keep in mind most of these shows are available on disney plus so yeah definitely look out for that but i, yeah. I don't so, have a clue so good for your little ones if they are a fan of any of these shows might be something worth checking out again may 9th at disneyland and then over in epcot may 16th they have select dates to do that stuff as well and then last but not least i have for disneyland disneyland resort is to offer annual pass holders some after hours access to Indiana Jones adventure on March 4th and 5th. So pretty cool. I mean, if you're an annual pass holder, you get a little extra time. You don't have to wait long. Boom. You're in. That you're would out. be awesome. That's sick. Yeah. Cause I, and if you guys, how long the was pass, the line when you were there for that? So we were fortunate enough. We got max pass as well as we had a couple oh, that's right. extra, that's right. A couple extra little perks. So we did not have to wait in the regular line. It is such a long queue though. Um, seeing where uh, standby guests would have to go. Guys, when I tell you this, if you guys are thinking about making a Disneyland trip, um, I kind of talked about this last week. The pace is a lot slower, uh, much more relaxed. It was a very, very busy weekend. Um, I think especially the food and beverage cast was not ready for that um, because I've never seen lines like that. Every It's so awesome. What, that honestly was in my top five rides at Disneyland slash California Adventure. I love nice. Guardians, love Credit and Credit Coaster, but I remember watching riding that for the first time. I was mind boggled. That's Absolutely awesome. Mind boggled. Um, especially at the end. Like I was so disappointed because the last time I rode it, uh, there was a couple of malfunctions with uh, one of the cars in front of us where uh, we didn't get certain effects because they had already fired. Um, but if you're a pass holder in Disneyland, please check this out and let us know what you think because it is absolutely incredible. Like, love it to death. Wish we, I just wish Dinosaur had half of what that <laughs> ride had because it's so great. I love it. Well, there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. That is your Disney news for February 27th. Um, so, yeah, we will hear from you all next week. We'll chat with you all next week. Next episode, shoot, Andrew and I will be together over in Orlando. So we'll be recording together there. Uh, excited to talk to you all next week. This is not goodbye. This is see you real soon. We will talk to you all later. Bye.